Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're gonna to be talking about yesterday. I'm sorry, since this is gonna come out on Friday. So we're gonna talk about Wednesday's game against the Capitals. You know, the Hawks made it very interesting as as per usual. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm getting really tired of these uh you know, letting goals sneak in at three seconds left, bro, because oh, yeah. uh, you know, this is getting painful. I think we're six and zero under King. Uh, in overtime and uh, shootouts, but uh, you know, shouldn't have to go to overtime. You know, when you're up, you know, three to one or four to two, and uh, you know, it was just, it was, it's just painful, man. It's painful. I think Strom was like, I think he dropped his stick, and because he dropped his stick, he couldn't uh, block that last shot, and because he couldn't block that last shot, it was a goal. I'm not putting it on him. I'm just saying, you know, like you know, these things happen, and it's just sucks, man. What did you think of yesterday's uh, yesterday's game? Yeah, you know what, man, it would have been more painful, I think, if it was like a Western Conference team yeah. giving them that extra point. You know, I mean, it it doesn't hurt giving them the caps that extra point they earned it man they fought to the end you know just to just to get it but uh say if it was the blues or something it's like ah dude we just gave these guys an extra point and that could come back and haunt you and if you're you know in the playoff race yeah and what which you know we're looking to be you know beat beat the capitals twice man you know capitals are a you know they're a good team that 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 plays very well you know to be honest with you the Capitals have become, it looks like I got a package. I don't know. Just let them, just leave it there at the door, bro. Anyways, um, looks like, the, you know, the Capitals are a team that are somewhat similarly set up, kind of like the Islanders. You know, they have one superstar on there, and they kind of form the team around him. I wouldn't even consider Backstrom as, um, a superstar anymore because he's just, he's kind of fallen off, man. He I, yeah. He's gotten the... He's gotten the injury bug, so I wouldn't say he's just fallen off because of talent. I would say he's just fallen off because, uh, you know, just time. He, so, he's but still I, effective. He's still yeah, effective, though, I agree. yes. I agree. Yes. He's not like that elite guy that he used to be. Yeah, putting up 90 assists uh, a season, yeah. you know, what, what, which is what he used to do. Ovi, Ovi is, though. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah, man. he's still elite. Yeah. I'm not a fan, but he's still elite. Uh, still putting up points. The guy's out there putting his body on the line, playing hard. You know, I give him a lot of credit for that. But, um, but yeah, man, a tough team to play against. Uh, I thought that the, the the Hawks played played them hard. They they let a lot of shots uh, come in though, and and that's the the first time they've let so many shots come in in a long time. But the you know, the Capitals, a lot of those shots weren't really high danger shots, though. It wasn't like they were putting in, you know, putting in a lot of high danger chances. But, uh, you know, the Capitals played really hard. Hawks played hard. Uh, you know, Hagel was, um, you know, doing his usual his usual dance out there, which is really effective. Um, Kaner was, was playing pretty well. He had some pretty good takeaways on the defensive side of yeah, the ice. Yeah, OT. Yeah, I really, really like. Um, I really, really like Caleb Jones. I think that he goes out there. He he plays his position well. He's not trying to overdo it on the offensive zone. He's playing good on the defensive side of the puck, and I think that he's effective. I think he's earned his roster spot, and I, I really appreciate him being out there. Um. 
what did I want to say? I wanted to say Dehan actually had a, a a pretty good game yesterday. And uh, so, what did you think, man? Entwistle got his uh, got a got a goal yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, it's good to see him get rewarded. What did you think of his game? I thought he played well. He was, you know, he crashed the net on that last. Uh, what was that the third goal in what was it thirty four seconds? He got the third one. I think mm-hmm. he crashed the net, and you know, he didn't do a flyby. He, he just stayed there and buried it. And it was good to see Kershev actually get his first of the yeah. year too. They sent him down. And uh, you know he did well down there, and they figured, hey, let's let's get this guy back up. And uh, nice to see him get a goal too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. It's good to see him get rewarded because I I do see the effort from him, and I've always seen the effort from him trying to be effective, trying to play well, and you know he was just just didn't get just unlucky, yeah. you know, no puck luck, yep. no puck luck, man. And as you know, as the Hawks lost to Toronto last week, you know, it shows that this game is a, it's a game of, of luck and, and chances and Ugh, what the puck wants yeah. to do, you know, and it's not all just skill, but I really like the direction that this team is going. You know, the, I think that they've really turned it around. I think that they're playing better and better. Uh, guys like McCabe are really seeing their, um, seeing their spot on the team Figuring it out. Haggle has his spot on the team. He knows what he's doing. Connor Murphy, you know, the same thing. A lot of guys on this team are finding their identity and and what they are going to be contributing to this team. Um, I think Taves is still looking for who he is in at this stage in his career. He wants to score. He's still you know, he's still elite at the faceoff dot, man. And, you know, that's huge for us. Um, I think that he's great on the defensive end of the puck. Um, but can we expect him? Can we expect more offense out of him? More offense out of him, <laughs> as uh, Babcock likes to say. Uh, and I'd, I'd really like to see him uh, contribute more offensively. I- I'm not going to. I'm not going to put him into the defensive only category right now because I think that he still has more to offer offensively uh, because he is still getting assists. But, um, you know, him coming back from his from his illness has really been a long road for him. That needs to be pointed out. Um, you know, just, you know, getting into the National Hockey League is probably one of the hardest things an athlete can do. And getting there is years and years and years of conditioning. And you make it. And then when you get into the league, it's even more years and years and years of development and your body developing and and getting used to the grind of the NHL. Stepping away from the game for a year and losing all that and trying to come back is a monumental task for anybody. And... um, you know, I, I'm, I really want to give him credit for coming back. And he's competitive, man. He's competitive out there. And he's, he's uh, you know, keeping up with, with just about uh, anybody. I, he used to be more speedy. But, hey, man, you know, what are you going to do for a guy who's taking a year off? I give him a lot of credit. And I think that his game is, 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 is going to come around. Uh, as far as the defensive side of the puck, Seth Jones is is definitely finding his niche on this team, which is huge. We need him to find out where he's comfortable at, how he, you know, getting him to get 
comfortable so that he could play his game. Uh, I think that that's really big. I was really expecting, you know, McCabe to be on that line with him, but, you know, we've had a lot of uh, people come onto that line. Actually, everybody's been on the line with, with Seth Jones, which is something I wanted to ask you. Who do you think is a good partner for Seth Jones? Well, I think I've only seen him with Dahan a lot. You know, I think he's paired up with him a lot. Um, I, you know what I did like? I liked the Connor Murphy, uh, Jake McCabe uh, pairing. Yeah. I thought that was just a solid, like, all right, let's just shut him down and get the puck up to the wingers and that's it. Let's not worry about, you know, we'll let Seth Jones do that on another line. But, you know, obviously you'd like to see, you know, like uh, a more defensive-minded guy with Jones because you know he is going to take those uh, chances and, you know, pinch and carry the puck long and, I like you said. I I think I would. I thought we signed Jake McCabe to be you know that that guy with Jones, but uh, it's up to the coach, I guess. You know, but uh, if I had to choose a guy, I think I'd like Jake McCabe with uh, Seth Jones. You know, it's funny. Jake McCabe and and Connor Murphy were horrific when they first put them together, and you know they've really really cut out a kind of a niche for themselves on this team, uh, you know, that pairing, which is, you know, obviously we'd want one of those guys with, with Seth Jones, but I think that they play so well together that, we, you know, we should leave that alone, which leaves that bottom pairing for, you know, Caleb Jones and which was originally going to be Wyatt Kalanick, but with the pickup of, of, of Gustafson, you know, that's put Kalanick in, in, uh, with the with the ice hogs, and to be honest with you, um, that's not what we're supposed to be doing here. We're supposed to be. Mo- He's someone who's NHL ready, and he should be getting his experience in the NHL. And he's someone that I think should be up right now. Um, that being said, I want to kind of. I I don't know who who can who's going to play next to Seth Jones as of right now. Probably Connor Murphy, but are we going to move him at the you know, are we gonna are we gonna sell at the at the playoff? You know, with at the at the playoff push, are we gonna be pushing for the playoffs? You know, um, it makes you wonder. You know who this team is. This team's fighting. They're they're fighting to get into the race, and I think that it it would be really disconcerting as a player that you're fighting, you're fighting to get into this race, and you're almost there, and then your team becomes sellers. And Dehan, I de- I think would definitely become someone that they would be looking to move and I'd have to argue that um, that Dylan Strom would be one of those people as well Dylan Strom is another interesting case here man because he's someone that seems to be playing harder than I would say that he has played in the past like he's looking to to keep his spot on this team do you think he stays uh I, you know what? That's a good question. I don't think I can answer it, but um, yeah, like you said, you could tell the the effort is there. He's working hard, and you know, obviously, getting you know scratched really got to him. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing if you're you know last year you were like <clears throat> to, you're supposed to be like the number one center, and you kind of just it, it didn't go well, and you worked your way down and. Uh, Colleton did not like him. That's no no question. And um, I, I, you know what? I I like the guy, but I think he's just so inconsistent at times. He just he's not 
he can't get going, and he's had opportunities. Like, I think they had him last night with Debrinkat and Kane, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, you got to—if you're playing with these two elite guys, you got to get on that score sheet. You got to make a difference. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think maybe they'll give him another shot if they can't trade him. I think he's—this is his last year. I think he signed that two-year deal. Right. Maybe they'll give him another one-year kind of prove-it deal, and if it doesn't work out, like they'll probably trade him at the deadline. But you never know. This GM might have a different, uh, you know, vision with this team. He, I could see him trading, you know, Mark Andre Fleury, even though I don't want them to do that because he's one of the most likable guys in the league. He's just he's awesome. But um, you know, I'm sure Mark Andre he's he's a competitor, man. He's gonna want to be in the playoffs and. You know, they guys live for that. They that's that's why they play. They want to win the Stanley Cup, and um, I could see him getting traded. Maybe Dehan on, on a team that needs like that extra, maybe like a top four defensive guy just to kill some penalties and you know do some hard work. Uh, I, there there could be tons of interest out there. We'll we'll, we'll see. I, I I think the Hawks will be sellers. I think the horrible start to the season. It's it's pretty hard to recover from that. It's it's it sucks, man, because this team could have been so much better if maybe yep. King could have had a if he could have had a a you know a a camp with them, you know, yeah. and and yeah. and you know this camp that they had with Calvin where he tried to freaking kill these guys, you know, I don't know what that was all about. Well, it's funny because all of us knew this would happen. We were like, okay, nothing's changed here. We're still, you know, we added some good pieces. And it, the first four games, you could tell, like, okay, this is the same, the same as last year, the same kind of losses and the same getting outshot terribly. And it, nothing, and it, it took him too long to, um, you know, can Colleton. And it, it hurt us, and it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be real tough to get back to that 500 mark. It's tough alone, you know? So the Blackhawks might be looking to, obviously, you know, get a new head coach, you know, for the team. And, um, yeah, I know this is something that you wanted to talk about. So why don't you, you know, tell us what you think, and, and why don't you lead this part of the discussion? Well, I like Derek King. I do. I think he's doing a great job. Um, he, I think Mark Crawford is actually helping him out a lot. Yeah. You know, he, he knows what's going on. He knows his players and you know, I give him credit too. I, it's almost like, it's like a, a dual kind of head coach, like a co-coach head coach type of thing. Right. And, um, but I mean, there's some good coaches out there. I mean, I don't like Elaine Vigneault, but he's a good NHL coach. I don't like him, but do you think he would be uh, better than Derek King? I think I do. I don't want him. I I don't either, but I'm just saying the the Hawks need to do what's best for the Hawks. I think there's guys out there like Bruce Boudreaux. Look at him. He just got picked up. He sat for almost a year and a half. He's turned that Canucks team around. They are 6-0 under him. And this guy is just very knowledgeable with hockey. And there's another guy out there that, you know what, I, I just started thinking about it maybe a couple days ago, I'm like, whatever happened to Claude Julian? This mm. guy, he's won a Stanley Cup with the the Boston Bruins in 2011. 
Very good team. Very good coach. He's coached the Canadians. And uh, he he knows how to win. And he's somebody that I would like to see behind the Blackhawk bench. I think he's good with young players, good with older players. I think he can really turn, you know, be that missing piece that we need. But, you know, I, I don't want to see Derek King get fired or anything, but I just don't, I don't think he is a NHL head coach quite yet, even though he's doing a great job filling in. Well, my opinion is, is that at first I was like, you know, we need to get a guy who knows what he's doing, right? You know, we got a lot of young guys on this team. Next year, we're going to have a lot of young guys trying to make this team. But you know what, man? I like Derek King. There's something about this guy that makes me, when I see him talking, like he commands respect without telling you to respect him. And and that's something that um, a good leaders are, are are able to do. And to be honest with you, from what he's done so far, I'd like to see how this team ends up because he's he walked into one of the worst situations anybody could have and just the same thing as Colleton did. But actually, he walked into a worse situation than Colleton did because oh, yeah. the situation he walked into was a bad coach that is running good players bad. This team was completely listless and um and coming from a from a scandal with the Blackhawks you know uh, fans weren't didn't want to show up to games he's brand new and this is how he comes into the NHL you know it's not really the start that you want and you know what man he's taken this team and he says you know what you need and this is what everybody from the outside has seen you guys need some a defensive system here and you guys need an identity a defensive identity and you know what he's given that to them and look at what's happened the hawks have become competitive not just competitive man they're playing against some of the best teams in the league and they're taking them to overtime they're they're beating them yeah. or they're keeping it within uh you know a one goal loss which is respectable I mean, we lost to the Rangers twice, and we we lost by one goal each time. You know, that's pretty that's pretty respectable for a new guy. So, what I'm thinking is, Derek King stays. He's a new coach. He's he grows with the team. The team grows with him, and they form a bond. They form a family, and that's what happened with with uh, with Coach Q. He had a really, really young team. That team bonded together. He was kind of the dad of the team. And look at what happened. They started scoring together. They all grew together, and they all did it together. And I want to see that happen with King. I want him to be able to to have that that opportunity. Yeah, having a more established coach would uh, would probably, you know, speed things along. Sure. But you know what, man? We need to, when we get new coaches, you know, John Cooper at one time needed an opportunity in the league, you know, yes. he, he got his opportunity. You know, if, if we kept on cycling around and cycling around coaches, the same guy, it's going to be the same thing, you know, wh- wh- wherever they go. I want to, I, I want to keep King. He's a new guy. They have something different going on there with the Blackhawks. I'll buy it. It's something that they threw together, but 
It's working. This team is bonding. And I'd like to see Derek King to continue to bond with these players and 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 hopefully continue their success. If if the Blackhawks make the playoffs this year, they should absolutely keep Derek King because they practically gave him a, gave him a team, stuck him in a hole, and said, "Dig yourself out of it." Do you know yeah, what I mean? Impossible. Yeah. 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 And so, if, if they make the playoffs, they should absolutely keep him. Yeah, I mean, I I think he would deserve a chance, but it, to me, if I'm like a Patrick Kane, I, I want an experienced guy that's been there before. You know, he's he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple times. I know he won one. He lost one against us in 2013 but uh i'm talking about claude julian i know he's he's been around but uh yeah i I mean i I get some of the points you're saying i I know derek he's he's earning it man he's he's and the team's winning that's that's what matters when you're a coach you're getting a win but uh you know there's some there's still some things that you know there's some coaching mistakes like the you know, giving up those goals. I know it's the players too, but giving up goals in the first minute of the game. I mean, you got to get these guys ready to go. You can't. And the penalties have been bad too lately with the Blackhawks. They're not disciplined enough. And uh, and you know, we give up a lot of a lot of uh, power play goals against us. So yeah. I like to see that get better. Uh, I think Flurry's turned his game around under King, which is a great thing because that guy needed it, man. You could tell he was just not having fun under Colleton, and I think I mean, the whole team wasn't having you, fun. You felt bad for the guy. I mean, he's getting lit up against his former team, the the Penguins, and it's like, oh my goodness, this this guy's a legend over there, and he's looking like a house league goalie. Yeah. So he he is doing some good things, but uh, you know, I don't know. I I think uh, if we get a new GM, I think he might you know do away with everything here and you know, leave his footprint. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's kind of, I, I mean, I, I completely get it. Um, I think it's kind of reckless, if you, especially if you have something that's working, just throwing it away, you know, and not giving it an opportunity. But I, I mean, I totally see your, I totally see your point, man. It's going to be really interesting come off season time um, because it goes to show, is, is Kyle Davidson going to stay? You know, is is he yeah. still going to be the the GM of the Hawks? You know, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of questions. But I, I, me personally, man, I really like Derek King. Yeah, uh, I li- I I, he's him, very likable, very, very likable guy. guy. Yeah. So, what do you think of the? You know, moving on to to NHL news. What do you think of the 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 quarantine for? You know, for the Olympics, five weeks, five. I, as a matter of fact, here, listen to this: five weeks, no pay. Yeah, that's a joke. That's what the NHL did by saying it's up to the players. It's pretty much them saying, well, if you go, it's on you. And they're covering their asses, the NHL, pretty much. Because at first it was a big deal, like a a partnership. We want to we want both parties to want to go and stuff. And now the NHL is like, oh, we'll leave it up to the players. Well, it's like, well, you have to make a decision, too, because these guys usually guys that are representing their country are i'm not saying all of them but they're elite all-star like caliber players don't you agree yeah most of them are so if we're sending patrick kane there and he's stuck there for five weeks or possibly even longer uh what are you gonna do what are the blackhawks gonna do they're paying this guy 10.5 million dollars a year people 
are paying to see Patrick Kane play. And I know he's stuck in China. And he's stuck in China because you're not, I mean, you got to grow a backbone and say, you know what? We're not doing that. Fuck you, China, because this is where it started. We're going to do our Olympics. We're going to be, we're going to be safe. But if one of us, you know, tests positive for COVID, we'll, we'll, you know, have to quarantine in a hotel, obviously, but not for five weeks. That makes zero sense. That's incredible, dude. Yeah. Could you imagine being in a room for five freaking weeks? That doesn't make any sense. It, and know what else doesn't make sense? What the Ontario government is doing by saying a Leafs and Sens can only have 50% capacity with their fans. That makes zero sense. I listened to Jay Khan today with Boomer talking about it. They both think the way I do. What's the difference of 10,000? And 20,000. 10,000 is still a lot of people. It takes one person to spread it. So yeah. you're, it's, if you're going to do that, it's either all or nothing. And it's just it's some of the, it's just like common sense is just flown out the window, dude. It's insane. You want to stop it? You need to provide a negative COVID test from within the last 24 hours at the door. There you go. That's how you do it in the Olympics, too. Don't scare the living shit out of these guys that have families at home. Well, five weeks in China, like Robin Leonard, I don't blame him. Why Why would you want to go and take that risk? I mean, yeah. you're going to be around a, a lot of different people that you don't know. You don't know where these people have been. Right. I know you just got over COVID. It sucks. I had COVID. It sucks. But, you know, usually major, majority of the people recover. And a lot of these NHL, look at all these NHL outbreaks we're having. We have Calgary going through stuff, Florida going through stuff. And everything's mild and stuff. Everyone's doing well. But what if we, like, I, I've been seeing a lot of these on Twitter, these comments saying, like, if we don't go to the Olympics, why don't we use that time to uh, make do makeup games for the, uh, that what we were going to shut down for the Olympics instead? Yeah, so, that's actually a really good idea. And to be yeah. honest with you, um, that might be a good time to, be, maybe a good time to, I don't want to say shut down the NHL, but... Maybe they should during that already predetermined time to make up games and let a lot of these guys who are, who are in COVID protocol or in these teams that have all of these people in, in yeah. COVID protocol, you Regroup. know, you know, heal. Yeah. yeah. Because and I'll tell you, I mean, obviously I had COVID, man. That was freaking brutal. I couldn't imagine being in China and having COVID where yeah, like I, I, where I didn't know. have people to to, yeah. to help me with it. You know, yeah. Who's going to bring you, you know, leave you food at the door or, you know, help you out if you, you can't do something. I mean, you, you're there alone. You don't yeah. know where all this stuff is. Where, where, where can I get some soup or something? Who knows? You can't even leave. Right. And who's going to bring it to you? They're going to leave it at the door in like a hazmat suit or something. But it's it's insane. It makes no sense. It just seems like there's just, you know, there's a Calgary added another two people to the COVID list, man. You know, you know, we have. COVID is spreading rampantly through the NHL right now. I mean, it's it spread through my house like nothing. You know, I can only imagine how it's how it's spreading through the NHL. And, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where, you know, something needs to be done so that the other players, you know, aren't getting it. I don't, I don't know what you do, man. I think the, <laughs> it's going to be here forever. And I think, yeah. you know what, you just got to deal with it. And, yeah. I mean, these guys are all vaccinated. You know, there's a couple that aren't what some people got different beliefs. So, I mean, it's then they're still fine. So, I mean, 
you got to be safe. And you know what? If anything good that's come out of this pandemic is people are more, you know, they're clean and they're considerate now. I mean, some people used to, you know, hey, I came, I'm, I'm here at work today. I'm sicker than hell. I've been puking. It's like, why the hell are you standing <laughs> Why are you here, man? Exactly. Yeah. But, but I think that people are now like, hey, I'm sick. I'm going to stay home. I don't want to spread this to my coworkers, my family. I'm going to get better, you know, and, and that's the only good thing that's come out of this. But yeah, with, with this COVID spread, man, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I really don't. Dude, I've been at work, man, and I've seen people sneeze on, on the microwave. And I'm oh. like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Like I like I walked in with like my food, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I, I just yeah. ate my food cold. And, yeah. you know, it, and it always bugged me. It's like, just stay home, man. Just if you're sick, stay home because... You know, you're not winning any, if you have sick days, take your sick days because you're not winning any awards, any tough guy awards no. or, or anything going into work, you know, half dead. You know, there there are people that say, hey, no, I, I can't take off. I, I, I need the money. But it's like, hey, yeah, man, yeah, you're, you're going to, you're just hurting other people around you. You're, yeah. And then they can't feed their families. So, you know, just, uh. I, I guess what they're doing is they're, you know, they're like, I say, like, I think Johnny Hockey was added to that list. And, you know, he's an Jeez. Olympian guy. So, yeah, he's a Team USA top six guy. Yeah. So, I mean, who the hell knows, man? I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think anyone knows. But I think if uh, taking fans out of the stands is not the right answer. I think, you know, these people have been, you know, cooped up for a year and a half and they, they couldn't, you know, go to the games. And now they're, this is the one thing that, you know, they go to and they escape from it, from all this crap around in the world. And now you're going to tell them they can't go. They could and, be thinking of the safety of the, of the employees who work at the, you know, at their arenas as well. Yeah, yeah sure. But I mean, like it, it all or nothing then it's yeah. either you play in front of nobody or you 10,000 is not going to matter. It's just dumb. That's a dumb move by the Canadian government. It's just almost like a "Hey, we're still in charge here" type of thing. But yeah. you know, it doesn't make any sense. You're you're just hurting these. You're hurting the businesses. So yeah, obviously they're going to have to cut down employees there if they're only. You know, they're probably going to have only so many vendors there and stuff. So I mean, you're just you're you're some guys are getting back into their jobs now, and you're going to say, well. Well, we gotta have, we're gonna have to send you back because we can we don't need that many vendors now. So I mean, about all that stuff, they just you know they it drives me nuts. COVID strikes again. You know, it's yeah. the it's the common theme. Everybody out there, be sure to wash your hands. You know, keep yourself safe. You know, it's the holiday season. I you know I I know that there's gonna be a lot of get-togethers. You know, be careful before you go to your family get-together. Get yourself tested. Make sure that you're you're COVID negative before you go to a family gathering, and uh, and everybody take care of yourselves. You know, us at the Tomahawk, we're we're very we're very appreciative for for all of our listeners. Everybody, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, we're very very appreciative of your of your listenership. We love you guys, and that's all that we got for you tonight. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.